This recording is brought to you by Whitworth University. Father Brian Kolodejczyk was born in Winnipeg, Canada. He obtained a BA in philosophy from St. Michael's College of the University of Toronto, Canada in 1977, and his MA in philosophy from the University of Manitoba, Canada in 1981. He received an MDiv in theology from St. Joseph's Seminary, Dunwoody, New York, USA in 1985, and went on to obtain a PhD in organizational psychology from Saybrook Institute, San Francisco, USA in 2001. Father Brian's 20-year association with Mother Teresa began in 1977 when he joined a new group for contemplative brothers that she was hoping to establish. When they met, he was only 21 years old. He later joined the priestly branch of Mother Teresa's community. I'm showing the great hair. <laughs> yes, well, yes. Uh, the priestly branch of Mother Teresa's community, the Missionaries of Charity Fathers, at the time of their foundation in 1984. In Mother Teresa's words, all members of the Missionaries of Charity are called to care for the hungry, the naked, the homeless, the crippled, the blind, the lepers, all those people who feel unwanted, unloved, uncared for throughout society, people that have become a burden to the society and are shunned by everyone. Father Brian embraced this difficult call, and he was ordained in 1985 in Newark, New Jersey, in the Ukrainian Catholic Church of St. John the Baptist. Between Father Brian's ordination and Mother Teresa's death in 1997, he took on more and more leadership in the Missionaries of Charity Fathers, eventually serving as superior in all three of her communities in Tijuana, in Calcutta, and in Rome. At the time of her death in 1997, he was serving as superior and director of formation of theology students in Rome. In March 1999, the Missionaries of Charity family, and that includes the sisters, the brothers who are contemplative, and the fathers, through their respective superior generals, appointed Father Brian as the postulator of the cause of beatification and canonization of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. The cause of beatification required Father Brian to submit 83 volumes of documents, comprising a total of 35,000 pages, based on interviews with 113 witnesses who were each asked 263 questions. Many other people submitted written testimonies. The cause was confirmed by Mother Teresa's beatification only four years later. Uh, on October 19, 2003, under Pope John Paul II, and completed in her canonization under Pope Francis on September 4, 2016. Father Brian is editor of three books, the best-selling book, Come Be My Light, about Mother Teresa's interior life, the book, Where There is Love, There is God, about her spirituality, and Call to Mercy, Hearts to Love, Hands to Serve, on her heart of mercy. In 2008, he was elected Superior General of the Missionaries of Charity Fathers Worldwide. 
Father Brian also serves as the director of the Mother Teresa Center, which has offices in Tijuana and Rome. The center exists to support the study, development, and dissemination of Mother Teresa's work, her spirituality, and her message. Would you all welcome with me Father Brian. First of all, I'd like to uh, say a word of appreciation to uh, Whitworth University. Since I came yesterday, and today, and tomorrow, uh, everyone has been very, very welcoming and very gracious, and uh, so I appreciate that greatly. Uh, probably not since St. Francis of Assisi has there been a Catholic figure and a canonized saint uh, that has had such an echo uh, beyond the church, as has Mother Teresa. Uh, this was demonstrated at her funeral, when after the funeral mass, within a state funeral provided by the Indian government, uh, there were prayers offered by representatives of other Christian churches and many other faiths, for example, Hindus, Muslims, Jews, Brahmins, and Buddhists. When Mother Teresa was awarded the J. Nehru Award in 1972 by the President of India, uh, he said in his address, Mother Teresa is among those emancipated souls who have transcended all barriers of race, religion, creed, and nation. In this troubled world today, embittered by numerous conflicts and hatreds, the life and work of Mother Teresa brings new hope for the future of mankind. Seven years later, in December 1979, this new hope in the midst of conflict and hatred was further manifested by the awarding of the Nobel Peace Prize to Mother Teresa. What attracted so much attention and admiration? Her radical living of the gospel and her compelling example of putting love in living action as an expression she liked to repeat often. Thus, I believe that she can be an excellent example for us of how living the basics of our Christian faith can help us avoid, or at least lessen, the selfishness and consumerism we, we see around us in society today, and that, in fact, has in some way, to some degree at least, affected us as well. I assume that most of us present know something about Mother Teresa's life, but I want to begin with a few biographical facts that just for the sake of those, especially the students, uh, who may not have been even born in 1997 or were newly born. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so 1997, September 5th, was the day, as she liked to say, she went home to God. Uh, Gonja Boyajou, which was her name, uh, Agnes Gonja, her Albanian name, last name Boyajou, uh, was born on the 26th of August in, in the year of 1910 in Skopje, which is in present-day uh, Macedonia and will be, if it's not already officially now, North Macedonia, uh, <clears throat> and uh, to parents of Albanian descent. She never lived in Albania, but she's Albanian blood. Okay. 
Her father died when she was eight years old, and her hardworking and wise mother offered her and her two siblings, a brother and older brother and sister, a sound human and Christian upbringing. At the age of 18, she joined the Loretto sisters with the intention of becoming a missionary nun in India. She made her profession of religious vows, which is to say poverty, chastity, and obedience, in 1931 in Darjeeling, India, the northeast part of India. And for about 17 years or so, she worked in Loreto schools in the city of Calcutta. In 1946, while on the way to her annual retreat and for rest, uh, she received the inspiration from God to found an order dedicated to the service of the poorest of the poor. And she was already serving the poor as a Loreto sister, uh, the poor students, uh, but she wanted the call was to the poorest of the poor. So this became Mother Teresa's life work. So they began officially in 1950 in Calcutta, and then in the decades following, they went outside of India, uh, eventually uh, <clears throat> to uh, many countries. Okay, at the time of her death, 120. Okay. So, <clears throat> uh, so she and her followers offered concrete and effective help. Okay, so that's kind of the main thing. Concrete, immediate, the expression is immediate and effective help. Other people can do other things, part of the social teaching of the church, but her particular mission is that immediate and effective help to the poorest of the person in the here and now. Okay. And, and it is directed to whomever, poorest of the poor, irrespective of race, caste, creed, or any other label. Mother Teresa died on the 5th of September, 1997, in her room at the Mother House of the Missionaries of Charity in Calcutta. India honored her with a state funeral on the 13th of September, and after processing through the streets of Calcutta, she was buried in the same Mother House where she had died. At the time of her death, the religious family of the Missionaries of Charity had 3,842 sisters, in 594 communities in 120 countries, as well as active and contemplative brothers, uh, a branch of contemplative sisters, a community of priests, and numerous lay associates and volunteers. A Norwegian journalist had sent a questionnaire to Mother Teresa in preparation of her visit to Oslo uh, for the reception of the Nobel Peace Prize. One of the questions was, do you have a message for the people in the rich parts of the world? What can we do to help achieve peace on earth? In response to his question, Mother Teresa wrote in her own handwriting, pray. The fruit of prayer is increase of faith. The fruit of faith is love. And the fruit of love is service. Then to a question, do you believe that the way to achieve peace in the world is by doing good deeds to your fellow men, and that alone? She responded, works of love and action are a sure way to peace. For this reason, I would like to center this presentation on the works of love and more fully around Mother Teresa's famous quote that came to be known as her calling card or business card. 
sample. And when you leave, you can get one. So many of her, where did this come from? So many of her visitors would leave her their calling card or business card. And so she thought, well, she should have one too. <laughs> but unlike a regular business card, okay, with contact information and those things, she had hers printed with several lines that expressed some of her most basic teachings, followed by her standard, God bless you, M. Teresa, MC. And so these are the lines found on this card. Okay. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. And finally, the fruit of service is peace. The heart of this message is, of course, love. So I would like to say first something about what is love. Mother Teresa once observed, you and I and every single human being in the world is a child of God, created in the image of God, created for greater things, to love and be loved. Of course, this is a very true, exalted, even divine idea of what it is to be human. Our common experience is that human beings have a pull to the best, to the highest, to excellence, for example, in the arts, academics, sports, literature, etc., etc. Recall the words of St. Paul to the Philippians. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The highest of all to which we humans aspire is, of course, love. This is, in Mother Teresa's words, that greater thing for which we have been created, to love and be loved. From our experience, we also know there is a counterpole, a pole to evil, to sin, which draws us away from our calling to love and be loved. Mother Teresa reflects on the serious consequences this has. That is why today we have so much suffering in the world, because we forget that we have been created for greater things, that we have been created to love and be loved. This pull and counter-pull is a battle, a tension within each of us, and the battle starts then in my own heart, in the heart of each of us. And because we live, all of us, this tension, it is necessary for us to know what love is, to be able to distinguish true love from false love. And most importantly, we need to know how each of us in our own circumstances can love in the here and now of our everyday, ordinary lives. All definitions that fall short when we speak of love and there's always something more that can be said concerning it. We understand it best and learn most about love, however, by encountering it, seeing it. Mother Teresa was known to challenge her listeners. Love is not talking. Love is living. I can talk about love the whole day and love, and love not once. Those privileged to have known her testified to her tender, generous, and faithful love. 
When once asked in an interview, can you sum up what love really is? Mother Teresa promptly replied, love is giving. God loved the world so much that he gave his son. Jesus loved the world so much, loved you, loved me so much that he gave his life. And he wants us to love as he loved. And so now we have also to give until it hurts. True love is a giving and giving until it hurts. So Mother knew that in this world uh, to really love involves in some way suffering. To really love the other, to seek that person's good for that person's own sake makes it difficult. And when we love, we open ourselves, we make ourselves vulnerable and None of us are perfect, so we all suffer in some way uh, from each other. And so and Jesus said, well, Jesus on the cross, it hurt Jesus to love us on the cross. And so real love also is in some way until it hurts. It is a paradox built within our human living that we, if we are focused on God and others, on our neighbor, that the fruit of this is our fulfillment and happiness. But if we focus on our own happiness and fulfillment, meaning in a selfish way, me first, then we will never reach or find happiness and fulfillment. Mother Teresa expressed this beautifully. Love is a one-way street. It always moves away from self in the direction of the other. Love is the ultimate gift of ourselves to others. When we stop giving, we stop loving. When we stop loving, we stop growing. And unless we grow, we will never attain personal fulfillment. We will never open out to receive the life of God. It is through love that we encounter God. Jesus refers to this, as St. John Paul II said, called it the law of the gift. So Jesus, when he says in the gospel, those who, lose, those who lose their lives will gain it, and those who gain their life will lose it. Some years ago, in a live radio broadcast, a journalist from a radio station in South Africa asked me, was Mother Teresa happy? So after, no one had ever asked me that question before. So after a few seconds of reflection, I responded, Yes. And then went on to explain, and not, of course, not in a technical way, that Mother Teresa was happy precisely because she was not focused on herself, but on loving God and neighbor. So with this beautiful Christian vision of love as a foundation, we can now ask, how did Mother Mother Teresa live the vocation to love and be loved? And how does she recommend we live? Mother Teresa provides an answer for us in the very quote with which we began. After speaking of our calling to love and be loved, and the suffering that occurs when we forget this vocation, she continued. So it is very necessary for us to pray, for prayer will give us a clean heart, and a clean heart can love. For the fruit of prayer is love, and the fruit of love is service. And it is not how much we do, 
but how much love we put in the giving. Prayer, love, service. Love, the fruit of prayer, and service, in turn, the fruit of love. And we will recognize here three of those five lines from Mother Teresa's business card. Okay. So, again, Mother Teresa here reminds us that love is not a mere feeling. It is always expressed in concrete, tangible action. Again, love and living action was one of her favorite expressions. Okay, so we can all put our love and living action anywhere, anytime. So for Mother Teresa, prayer is grounded in silence. Okay, she would say, in the silence of the heart, God speaks. And she often repeated, especially when speaking about prayer, the same thing, in the silence of the heart, God speaks. Only by listening to God can we enter into dialogue with him. Thus, she would challenge her sisters. How many of us really listen to God speak in the silence of the heart? Have you heard the voice of God? Is my heart silent? Mother Teresa knew that to be able to pray, we must be able to listen. Without silence, what cannot, one cannot listen, neither to God nor even to others. So Mother, under, Mother Teresa understood well that without listening to the people, also, besides God, it is not possible to understand and love them. Then, the fruit of this silence is prayer. Mother Teresa knew how vitally important prayer is to the believer. What blood is to the body, prayer is to the soul. As she explained, we need that intimate connection with God in our everyday lives. And how do we get that? By prayer. Not only is prayer a turning of the mind and heart to God, a classical definition, it is also dialogue. As Mother Teresa expressed it, God talks to me, and I talk to him. As simple as that, this is prayer. Prayer can be as simple as gazing or looking at Christ. Again, Mother Teresa. Often a deep, fervent look at Christ may make the most fervent prayer. I look at him, and he looks at me. The most perfect prayer. Then, the fruit of prayer is faith. Two graces, gifts that Mother Teresa typically understood to be the fruit of prayer were a clean heart and a deepening of faith. In her letters and instructions, the expressions clean heart and, or pure heart occur as either direct quotes of, or at least as reference to, allusions to the sixth beatitude. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And again and again she repeated, prayer gives us a clean heart, and a clean heart can see God. Referring, of course, to seeing with the eyes of faith. Mother Teresa also connected a deepening of faith with prayer and a clean heart. She said, the fruit of prayer will always be deepening of faith. Prayer gives you a clean heart, 
A clean heart can see God, and that is the deepening of faith. And in the light of faith, Mother Teresa saw and interpreted all that happened in and around her. The fruit of faith is love. In faith, Mother Teresa encountered God who revealed his love to her. Convinced of God's personal and tender love for all, she experienced God as, she said, our loving father. So once in an interview, she said it this way. He is the loving father for all of us. He is always there. We don't have to go far to look for him. He's right inside the heart, loving us, calling us, protecting us in tenderness and love. And I think for each one, he has that kind of drawing and caring and loving in different ways, but it is the same tenderness and love. Having experienced God's love, Mother Teresa's entire life was an endeavor to return love for love, particularly in her relationship with Jesus, the incarnate love of the Father. Mother Teresa's love for God reached its climax. Passionately in love with Jesus, she instinctively related to his sacred heart, which became her prime focus in the expression of her deep love for God. She said, many years later in a letter to one of the Jesuits, from childhood, the heart of Jesus has been my first love. Okay, so especially the women here can understand what that is, you know, first love. It's supposed to be something very special. So from childhood, the heart of Jesus has been my first love. She wrote to a trusted priest when she was almost 60 years old. This love culminated in her cleaving, she liked that word cleave, clinging, okay, her clinging to Jesus, cleaving to Jesus with an undivided heart through religious consecration. At the time she received a call to begin a new religious congregation dedicated to the service of the poorest of the poor, Mother Teresa had a singular experience of God's love as an intense longing, a thirst for her love and for the love of each person, especially those she was to serve. Okay, so that's why if you go to any chapel of the Missionaries of Charity, male, female, uh, next to the crucifix on the wall, you always see those words, sometimes in different languages, but always say, I thirst. Okay, so that's the key of understanding everything else. So the encounter with God's thirst shaped Mother Teresa's entire relationship with God and in particular, the concrete way in which she responded to him in her new vocation. When she was in the hospital for the first time, for a lengthy time in 1983 in Rome, she uh, had time to write a meditation. And the title was, uh, well, it was on Matthew 16, chapter 16, verse 15, and she, the title was, Who is Jesus to Me? And so in this meditation, uh, she highlights her very deep personal love for Jesus. Okay? And it reveals the intensity of her effort to return love for love, okay? her thirst for Jesus' thirst. She wrote, Jesus is my God. 
Jesus is my spouse. Jesus is my life. Jesus is my only love. Jesus is my all in all. Jesus is my everything. Jesus I love with my whole heart, with my whole being. I have given him all, even my sins. And he has espoused me to himself in tenderness and love. Now and for life, I am the spouse of my crucified spouse. The same meditation lists the ways in which Mother Teresa recognized his presence and felt, felt compelled to love him in others. Okay, following the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. Okay. Jesus is the hungry to be fed, the thirsty to be satiated, the naked to be clothed, the homeless to be taken in, the sick to be healed, the lonely to be loved, the unwanted to be wanted, the leper to wash his wounds, the beggar to give him a smile, the little one to embrace him. So her spousal relationship with Jesus reached its fruitfulness in her motherly love for all, especially the poorest of the poor. But in her effort to love, Mother Teresa began with those closest to her, her own sisters, and thus put into practice her constant teaching that love always begins at home. The fruit of love is service. In one of her public addresses, Mother Teresa affirmed, the fruit of faith is always love, and love cannot remain still. It has to get into action, and that action is service. That action is love for one another. These words of Mother Teresa shed further light on her understanding of the connection between faith and love, and love and service. Love desires to express itself through deeds, to take form and to reach out in service. As Mother Teresa herself said, I cannot love God in words only. My heart has to express it. My hands have to express it. My feet have to express it. In her own address, when she received the Nehru Award in 1972, as I said at the beginning, uh, this is what she said in her, her own address in response to the president. I want to thank, first of all, Almighty God for this great gift he has given to our people and the government of India for giving me this award. Not to me, actually, but to thousands and thousands of people who are longing for love and for care not only in India, but throughout the world. And so today, when this award has been given to me, I was very grateful. I was much more happy because it is the recognition of our people by our government that they are somebody very precious to us, that they too, like each one of us, want love, want to know, want to have someone to love them, to appreciate them, Leprosy is a very hard disease, true. But it is not as painful as the pain of being shunned by people, by being unwanted, uncared for, 
just left alone. What are we doing for the people who have no one? Not only in India. In the places where the sisters are working, they may not have material for working, as some people have here, but think of the loneliness of the old, the poverty of heart of our people, in the cold, being unwanted, being unloved, having absolutely no one. When I picked up a man in the streets of London, he turned to me and said, take me, take me anywhere. I'm longing to sleep between two sheets. In many, in many we see that longing, that hunger for love, which only you and I can satisfy. And so I'm very happy because today all of you and throughout the world, people have come to know who the poor are. And they too are very lovable people and that they can enrich us and give us much. Sometimes one may be called to live this, silence, prayer, love and service, in a heroic way. For example, Mother Teresa's heroic living of interior darkness for almost all of her years as a missionary of charity. But all of us can live this in the ordinary, in the ordinary circumstances of our everyday lives by responding with love to whatever is being asked of us. One very important way in which Mother Teresa proved her love was by doing little things for others small acts of love that made the other feel welcomed, loved, cared for. Yet it was not just doing the little things that was important for Mother Teresa. Still more important was that they be done with great love. Love, she said, is not measured by how much we do. Love is measured by how much love we put in, how much it is hurting us in loving. And so Mother Teresa never tired of repeating, do small things with great love, or ordinary things with extraordinary love. And she would usually add, the smaller the thing, the greater the love. So to what was Mother Teresa referring to when she spoke of little things? Okay, to give an example, she would say, what is my concern? Maybe just a smile. Maybe just a little flower to bring. Maybe just a little shake of the hand. Again, the value of these things for Mother Teresa comes from the love with which we do them. Even the most trivial thing, the smallest thing, can become important if they are a means of expressing love, indeed of fulfilling our call to love and be loved. And finally, the last line, on peace, the fruit of service is peace. Yeah. <clears throat> she said, when, one, when one's attention is focused on serving God and neighbor, the result is peace with God, with oneself, and with others. Yeah. So Mother Teresa strove to be attuned to God working in her life and sought his will in every event. Being at peace with God, Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa reached peace within herself. The consequence of this peace with God and with herself was harmony with others, whom she recognized as children of God and her brothers and sisters.
a deep sense of the sacredness of the human person, even in his most distressing condition, what she called the distressing disguise. Okay, so distressing, humanly speaking, very difficult. Physically, what you see in the person, the person may be very difficult. Okay, it's not just romantic thing serving the poor. So, <clears throat> uh, she would say, So she recognized the dignity of each one, looking beyond social standing, race, uh, nationality, religion, and even a person's sinfulness. Nothing could distract her from seeing every, per every human being as the child of God, important to him, and therefore also to her. She would say, doesn't matter color, doesn't matter race, doesn't matter nationality, doesn't matter religion. Every single man, woman, child is the child of God, created in the image of God. And that is what we look at. And therefore, we see a need of love and care and service, and we give it. Mother Teresa was not naive. She was not unaware of the problems and difficulties that, that torment our world. In fact, she asserted that the world has never needed peace so much as today. So much killing, finding new ways to kill. But she addressed the question of peace at a different level. From her, from her perspective of respect, love, and service to each human being, peace is achievable. And it starts, as she would say, first in our own heart. Thus she emphasized, we must be able to live in peace and joy and unity. How? Have respect for each other. If God chose me, he chose you. If he loves me, he loves you. If he trusts me, he trusts you. In the lack of love and respect for others, Mother Teresa saw a cause of disorder. And in service rendered to others, she saw the opportunity for recreating and reestablishing peace. By sharing with others the maxims written on her business card, Mother Teresa wished to emphasize that the practice of charity is within the reach of every Christian in whatever walk of life. Everyone has the mission to be a carrier of God's love. Okay. Another way of saying a missionary of charity is carrier of God's love. So she would say, Today God loves the world so much that he gives you, he gives me, to love the world, to be his love, his compassion. It is such a beautiful thought for us and a conviction that you and I can be that love and compassion. Importantly, Mother Teresa pointed out that those who may have the greatest hunger and thirst for God and for love, and those to whom we are most obligated, are indeed those closest to us. She would say, for example, how can we love Jesus in the world today? By loving him in my husband, my wife, my children, my brothers and sisters, my parents, my neighbors, the poor. 
In fact, it is often those with whom we live who are the most in need. Again, Mother Teresa. People are hungry for the word of God, for love. Do we really know our poor? Right here. Maybe the poor are in our own family, for love begins at home. Do we know them? So Mother Teresa has shown us the way. Her life is both, both admirable and imitable. Like her, we too can do ordinary things with extraordinary love. We do not have to imitate what Mother Teresa did, nor do we have to go to Calcutta to find the poor, which is to say, we do not have to live her particular vocation. Although, as I have said earlier today here, especially young people, many people, especially the young, go to Calcutta to volunteer and receive so much. So Mother, Mother Teresa herself would frequently say this. As I often say to people who tell me they would like to serve the poor as I do, what I can do, you cannot. What you can do, I cannot. But together, we can do something beautiful for God. Each one of us has the opportunity to love and serve wherever we are and in any situation, even professors and even students. There are things only we can do at this particular moment in this specific place. Because Mother Teresa was such a faithful carrier of God's love, she came to be seen by many, including St. John Paul II, as a person message for our times. And so as we have this opportunity to reflect on the life of Mother Teresa, her example can teach and inspire us to be carriers of God's love, to be his love, his compassion, his presence in the difficult and challenging situations of our daily life and in a society that in many ways encourages us not to love, not to be compassionate, but rather to focus on my wants and desires. If we live our vocation to love and be loved, we can change the world, beginning where we are, in our family, community, our university, our city, and country, or even beyond. As Pope Benedict XVI observed at the end of his letter on charity, love is the light, and in the end, the only light, that can always illuminate a world grown dim and give us the courage needed to keep living and working. Mother Teresa, called by Jesus to be his light, by her heroic life of love of God and neighbor, fulfilled her vocation for greater things. It is now our turn to strive after greater things, to live our vocation to love and be loved. So let us pray that Mother Teresa of Calcutta help all of us believe that love is possible and that we are able to practice it because we are created in the image and likeness of God, the God who is love. Like Mother Teresa, we want to experience love and in this way cause the light of God to enter the world by our love of others, beginning with those around us. Like Mother Teresa, may we too strive after greater things so that we too, like her, 
can live our vocation to love and to be loved in the world of today. Thank you.